Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Well, hi there. I'm Pastor Bob. This is the Divine Liz Jones. Mm, mm-hmm. so I'm divine, divine today. Well, it's did you lie? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and we'd like to give credit to where credit's due. Behind that wonderful filming mechanism in front of us is the diviner, whatever that is, huh? Mm-hmm. That's a bad person in the Bible. It's uh, Rose, wow. and I think Rose needs some <laughs> credit once in a while. She's always we there, like, helping out. She's the best. Mm-hmm. She so, good. The best. so good. So good. Hey, we want to get to it today. Okay. We're going to talk about worship leaders. Mm. Wow. And being the worship leader that I am, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I could just hog this whole podcast and wow people with my great worship leading skills and ability you should do that yes that would be two minutes worth of nothing (laughs) of silence (laughs) and then we'd have to have you talk Mm -hmm. for the rest of the time which Mm -hmm. we should do most of that so this is an interview with a worship leader oh boy boy man i'm so privileged (laughs) (laughs) we'll see we'll see okay well i have questions you know here in these hands yes. that worship God, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I have questions for you. And I'm not sure if I should start at the top. You can start wherever you or want. Or at the well, bottom of my questions. <laughs> I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. Anywhere in between will work for you. I don't think it's okay. any easy, uh, uh, easy in. Yeah. Here. So it's interesting to me. Well, the first question I, because I like to start with why. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why are there worship leaders, Liz Jones? Why are there worship leaders? Yeah, that's what I want to know. This because we can't we can't question. have church without worship leaders, don't you know that? <laughs> yes, that's the thing. Yes, it's more essential than anything else that we have worship leaders. It's funny you should say that. Mm-hmm. You know, I was praying about this this morning, oh. and I it dawned on me that worship leaders in a church, if a person were to walk into our church. Any church, mm-hmm. pretty much, that does some kind of songs and worship, mm-hmm. that they um, might think the worship leader is actually in charge of everything. Yeah. Like, they yeah. might be the focus of everything, mm-hmm. actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder if, like, when did all that start? Now, that's a hard question to ask you, because mm-hmm. that's not a question I know you're prepared to answer. You're going to have to go study that. But I'm like, when did all that begin? And how did that all begin? So. Right. Why? Why are there worship leaders? Honestly, I think that we've developed a a mechanism <laughs> for for worship in our church services that require leadership. That requires someone to like take the lead and or, you know, kind of keep things in order for that part right. of our services. If that I mean that's Yeah. My honest answer. I'm afraid I'm, when people hear this podcast, they're going to think like I'm totally against worship leading. I know. They'll you think know that, that about right? me too. They could yeah. be, they could I have a hard time talking about worship because to me, worship is actually not what we do in our church services. <sighs> it's not music. So it's, you yes. know, so we all of that. To, so it's hard we to, to like, uh, I understand culturally when we're talking about mm-hmm. worship leaders and Christian culture that refers to a certain person who leads a certain part of our service. Right. I just think that is so vastly different from worship itself. Uh, so we are talking about worship leaders here, mm-hmm. which is very interesting mm-hmm. because 
uh, people listening to this might not know, but Liz made a whole training on worship. Mm-hmm. Now that is different. We're talking about worship leaders, yeah. like the person, the, um, the the thing somebody does right. in a church. It's really a cultural position, I would say, in Christianity. Like a church cultural position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In your vast studies, is that culture <laughs> across all nations and tongues and tribes? I don't, I mean, it seems to, anywhere the Western church has touched Oh, influenced? influenced. Yeah, uh, I see that. Yes. That model there. Yes. So, okay. You sort of answered my first question. Oh, okay. It's, sort of. So you're telling me there Why are worship worship- leaders because we got them. We have worship <laughs> leaders because we have designated a time in our service mm-hmm. where we want to sing and praise and maybe worship together. And it's good to have someone leading that. Okay. So then when we pick a worship leader, mm-hmm. okay, and put a worship leader up there, is yeah. it because they're the best worshiper? Uh, again, uh, worship I didn't say is this a, was going to be an easy interview. I know, interview. and I just struggle so much with the word the word worship because to me it has uh-huh. nothing. Okay, so if you're talking about the best, are you talking about the best singer? Oh well, that's a whole because in some places, thing. yes, that is like oh. that is a requirement is that you are right. a phenomenal singer. So if you're not that's a good singer or musician, you are not qualified to lead in worship. In in a lot of places, that is an absolute requirement. Oh, you have to be a very yeah. skilled singer or musician. So I should not put my resume in, is what you're saying. <laughs> That's what you're telling me. What right? I'm saying is uh no, you should not, but and this is why and this is why you <laughs> refuse to have me on the worship team here at our church. Is that the story? I mean the truth's coming out here on this podcast with these people. Just just say it. Just let it out. Okay. You're welcome to join our team, Pastor Bob. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What? I can move microphones around for you. <laughs> so here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a this is a cultural thing in Christianity where we have designated this position called worship leader. And traditionally, that person should be skilled in music in music, mm-hmm. right? Um at least being able to sing, but pro- preferably also be able to play an instrument because a lot of in a lot of places the worship leader is required to do both. Right. And sometimes they're the only one who does that. They're the only right. person leading that. So that has become a requirement in our culture of what it means to be a worship leader. I happen to believe you can completely lead a worship service without singing at all. Whoa, you brought everybody so deep that's- there now. <laughs> now you lost everybody in that yeah. process. So there's, like I'm saying, the the... If you're talking about stri- strictly cultural, that's one thing. If you're talking about strictly biblical, Bib- oh, we're going to get to biblical. <laughs> that's a whole <laughs> other that's thing. That's a whole different story. But then there's there. also in the mix of all of that, uh-huh. can you lead without having to do it all yourself? So is that why a lot of times, I, th- I think especially small churches, the pastor is also the worship leader and probably plays some instrument too, like that mm-hmm. really is good for the pastor to be able to do all that so they can kind of just keep the whole ball rolling. Yeah. In some places it's yeah, necessary. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. They just kind of, so it kind of morphed into that. You think over time when, when this idea of worship was um, embraced by the church, the the current worship yeah. style we have. I think in a lot of small places, you need someone who can kind of do it all. Yeah. You know. Or people won't worship at all. Uh, yeah. 
But what about these places that have these great singers, great bands? Mm-hmm. I mean, they are rock star bands. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. And, the, and half the people are not worshiping. Yes. So it didn't it's matter true. that you had these great. I mean, they're doing it for you. Well, again, <laughs> this, is such a, this is such a big topic. Yes. Because you can have, you can have really, topic. really skilled people <laughs> who are, I mean, brilliant musicians, yeah, brilliant yeah, singers, yeah. put sets together, can transition. They have their computers going. They have the keyboards. They have the right atmosphere. Yeah. And some of those people are actually very good at also leading people into worship. But so many times that can be a substitute for actual worship. And, but oh. we've just accepted that as that is that is worship in churches, which is a sad state in a lot of American Christianity. So they are a lot of our worship leaders are relegated to entertaining. Yeah, and a lot of entertainment. Places. Yeah, an entertainer. entertaining, and also like they host the Lord, and everyone receives the benefit of it. Hmm. I think. That's so they are the typical. original American Idol. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you can uh, see that I have an issue yes. with this. <laughs> this is full spectrum. Yes, if you thought my Christmas issues were a problem, <laughs> this is the okay. So, what does a worship leader actually think about worship? Since you're a worship leader, well. Mm-hmm. I don't actually know. Do you consider yourself a worship leader or a leader of worshipers? I consider myself a leader who leads in the area of worship. Yeah. Um, and other areas. Yeah. But the way I view worship obviously yeah. has changed a lot with my with um, understanding biblical worship. And so for me, leading worship is my whole life. It is what uh, I do in a church service is a very small portion of my worship leading. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. So most of your worship leading is done outside of the hour, half an hour that we're worshiping Absolutely. on like a Sunday. Absolutely. Is it more like discipling? Is it more like just your personal time of worshiping God? Or? It's my personal time of worship and prayer mm-hmm. with the Lord and praise. It is my personal acts of worship through service, my personal acts of worship through relationship with the Lord and with people. Hmm. Um, worship, it's my personal acts of worship in uh, yielding my will. That's that's all worship. Um, so yeah. for me, the the leading the... Leading the songs in service is wonderful, and I love doing mm-hmm. it, and it's it's awesome. It's you yeah. know I feel privileged to do it. Absolutely, but it's um, it's not it's not my identity. You know what? Do you bring your personal worship as a worship leader and put it on display in a church service? Yes, you do. Yeah, so there's a an interesting thing there because I don't that time when we have corporate worship, if that cannot be my worship time with the Lord, um, where uh, I'm seeking to really no, wow. because if it is, I'm seeking to get something, some sort of satisfaction for myself, some sort of connection, some sort of experience that I need because I didn't get it outside of that time. You know what I'm saying? And I will yeah. completely miss actually what the Lord wants to do with the people. So there's a, so it's not, I don't need Hmm. that time as my like personal connection with the Lord, but I have also a, 
um, an obligation, a mission, a commission to bring authentic worship on display. Like to, <laughs> to, I don't know if this is making sense what I'm saying, but I'm not doing it to get something from me, but I am doing it in a very authentic, sincere way, or I should be. Um, I'm not putting on a show. I'm not, I'm not trying to put on display what I think people want to see as a worshiper. I am bringing the worship he deserves at that point, but it's not to get, because I've done that before. When I first started, it was like, I need this today. Or like, this is where my soul is today. And I really want to, I feel like we should go this direction because this is what I'm feeling. And I had, I learned that that was not acceptable to the Lord. Like that was me because I wasn't taking the time to connect with him outside of that. Mm-hmm. that that become a very self-focused place. And as a leader, if you're only focused on your needs, you're not leading people. Oh. So that <laughs> so <laughs> so that's something I had to learn. Wow. So you, it sounds like you're really shepherding that whole oh, absolutely. worship leading thing. It's not just a uh like you said camp it's not selfish, it's giving, it's tending, it's when feeding. When you're yeah, when you're leading worship, you're not there for you. You're there to, for the people, you're there to you're serve. You're not there the for people. the accolades and the, <laughs> you the cannot be. Wasn't you that can't a great be there. worship service? You cannot be no. there for personal satisfaction. You can't be there for response from the people. You can't be there for attaboys. It is like you are there, first of all, to um, facilitate the heart of the Lord, what He wants to do, and to facilitate the people's worship to give them opportunity and make room for them to have encounter. You are like the intercessor between heaven and earth. Like that's actually how have you worship leading now liz jones do you actually <laughs> try to teach that to people i try Is it's hard received? it's hard it's hard to get past the cultural um acceptance of what worship is and what worship leading is it's very difficult i believe actually only holy spirit can give the revelation there wow mm-hmm. so what happens when worship leaders they become the focus, like that's going to happen, right? Mm-hmm. They dress cool. They got the mm-hmm. skinny jeans mm-hmm. and the cool haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, somebody behind the camera is laughing now. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> right. you know, and they're cool, right? Mm-hmm. They're really cool and they sing really good. Yeah. So it's natural that they should become an idol. Uh-huh. It can happen. It does happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then we judge and the I'm, idol. Look, yeah. I'm, a, I'm fine with people dressing cool if that's their oh, thing. Oh, no, I think they should know, dress whatever. nice. But. but if you never get past looking at them and actually can see the Lord, like if they never get out of the way, if yeah. they never take you somewhere beyond them, I don't think they're a worship leader. Well, how leader. does a worship leader get out of the way? When they come and you see their soul is completely abandoned to the Lord, they are like at the feet of Christ worshiping and all their attention and their passion and their their anointing is fixed on the Lord. It's like, it's like, they're just, they're pointing to him. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's a good sign. That's a sign of like a successful worship leader is not how well they play their instrument is not how well they sing or they could put their sets together. It is if in that time I actually get, like I forget that they're there because they've taken me to the point where they just fix my attention on the Lord. To me, that's a successful worship leader. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. I mean, yes. yeah. And that and that does not require 
a whole lot of uh, musical understanding. Does in your experience does that happen a lot? Mm. Uh, I <laughs> I would say I didn't um, say this was going to be easy. I know, young lady. I, know. I said this was going to be an interview. <laughs> I know. I'm just thinking about. <laughs> people that I know. Um, oh, you're afraid to offend somebody. That's good. No. <laughs> I think in American Christianity, it's somewhat rare, to be honest. Huh. So we have these people who are maybe arguably in the most important position in the church mm-hmm. because our whole deal with God is not to be preached at. It's not to be just taught. Those are extremely critical components, essential uh-huh, components of right. Christian and walking Christianity. But our whole deal in corporate is to worship. Mm-hmm. Like that's the deal. Right. <laughs> that's the real deal with God. Um, and so the person leading that is in the most critical place, as far as I can tell, in the church in some ways, at times. In church services, in church let's say that. services. Right. Yes. Which for some people, that, that's, that's all they it. have, right? That's, that's all it. They that got. is church. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh-huh. Now I have so many more questions <laughs> that I can't be answered <laughs> here. I'm going to uh-huh. have to go ponder these. Right. Well, I'll ask you more of my formulated questions. Okay. These are the easy ones. Oh. Yes. Um, so our worship leaders... At, our worship leaders actually worship, are they actually worshiping worship in inspiring or this is that weird question. Yeah. So are worship leaders actually inspiring people or are they just singing songs? Are they would, inspiring them to worship or are they just singing songs with people? Yeah. For a, a worship leader. What's their deal? I believe a true leader we went to true who leads people into worship can only do that by the inspiration of holy spirit i think a lot of people can lead songs and they can do it really well right and there's place for that you know that's that's fine it's good it's good to praise the lord like there's and we encourage each other Uh we remind each other who god is but when you're actually taking someone to a place of worship because worship requires sacrifice Worship requires vulnerability. Mm. Worship requires authenticity. Worship requires a yielding, a bowing of your soul. That can't be faked. That can't be just scheduled in, you know, to a song set. That's that's an issue of your heart and your your spirit to spirit connection with the Lord and your willingness to to yield and to give and to to be. Uh, messy and is to, that why the <laughs> prophets warned like with your mouth you're come toward me but with your yeah and your heart, heart is far, is far from, from, me. from me is that absolutely what, you think that's what they were talking <laughs> I about i think so and the lord is like shut the doors <laughs> shut like the door. i'd rather you shut the doors and keep bringing this mess to me oh right i mean you can sing bring your offerings and you're yes. meanwhile you're doing whatever you want your life is not worship to me shut the doors that's actually how God views it. Very, he, was pretty, saying, he was pretty clear in that in the prophets. This subject it was of like worship that. is like, is so, it's so, it's so serious <laughs> to the Lord and it's so intense and it's so beyond mm. just singing songs on Sunday. He's not, we think we're doing him a favor by coming and singing songs. And it's like, he would, he would rather have, he would rather have you shut the door to the church than to keep doing that week after week. 
Only a crazy person. I know. That at church. I know. I'm not. Thankfully, yeah, no one listens to this anyway. So yes, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's God's uh, view. And that's. Oh, geez. Yes. <laughs> Moving on. I know. I don't know if these are good <laughs> so, answers or yes, not. But. <laughs> I'll let you take a, yeah, a little drink of your coffee there. And mm-hmm. So what's your idea of a perfect, perfect worship? I mean, you're a worship leader, so there must be something you consider perfect worship. Perfect worship, I think we get glimpses of in uh, Revelation 4 and 5. Oh. I see that. To me, perfect worship is on earth as it is in heaven. Like, it's it's completely focused on him. It is in unison. It's uh-huh. where all of our... We toss down all of our mm-hmm. crowns, all of our accolades. Like nothing, when you glimpse, get a picture of him, when you see him, there is nothing else that matters. And the only place that I have to be before him is on my face. Like that's, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, worship is an interesting thing. And worship leaders are really strange mm-hmm. beings, but there ain't no worship leader in the New Testament. Mm-mm. Explain. now worship let let me preface that Mm -hmm. you know by saying worship is completely throughout the new testament from actually from the very first start of the new testament a lot of people might miss that but you know even well actually comes i think through a king a wicked king herod he's like trying to deceive the guys who are going to go find jesus being born Mm -hmm. and he's like hey if you find him I want to come and worship. Mm-hmm. So worship is like pop right in the beginning of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And then of course the those those guys they find they find Jesus and the first thing they do is worship him. Right. Like they they nail it right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a worship leader either that I could tell in the Bible. <laughs> but that you know, but all through the New Testament there are worship issues. Jesus approaches worship issues. John 4, he's talking about worshiping us mm-hmm. in spirit. And in truth, mm-hmm. whatever that is, mm-hmm. like that's a whole nother mm-hmm. side of worship. Like, do worship leaders think about the fact that they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth? Like, there's right. no other, there actually is no other kind of worship. Right. If there's a must, then that means that's the, that's the, that's not, that's the constraints. Yeah. You don't go, that's what you get. Right. That is worship if you want to That's define. how God defines worship. Yes. Yes. And we are the rest of our lives trying to define it or maybe redefine it in some ways. But mm-hmm. it's interesting. And then all through, right, you know, we see people worshiping in jails. We see people, you know, all sorts of stuff happening in and around worship. Book of Revelation. I actually think the Book of Revelation is a gigantic worship book mm-hmm. <laughs> in so many ways. Mm-hmm. From beginning to end, mm-hmm. it's worship. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you don't hear about a worship leader. Well, there was one bad worship leader. <laughs> okay, but that he's in the Old Testament. He's in the New Testament. And yes. he actually brings up worship uh-huh. to the King of he Kings and Lord worship. of Lords. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. when he's tempting Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, what he wants is he wants Jesus' attention on him. He's like, worship me. Mm -hmm. Fall down and worship me. And, you know, like, that's a very interesting thing, that Mm -hmm. desire. Like, he was a great worship leader, Mm -hmm. you know, in some ways. Mm -hmm. 
misguided. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's right. a, but he it, it was a definite, he's a worship leader. So I've given you this quick, I mean, I really quick, you know, um, panoramic view of the New Testament and worship through it. But there ain't no worship leaders in the New Testament. <laughs> so where do we go from there? Yeah, good question. <laughs> this is a too hard a question for you. <laughs> no, I mean, I do think that the New Testament church, they understood the principles of the, I mean, the Old Testament was their Bible, right? They didn't have right. a, they didn't have right. a Bible in the early church. Right. They had the Old Testament, which is where they learned about worship and praise. And even yes. Paul says, you know, I worship, the, yeah. I worship according yeah. to the way of my fathers. And they said, that's heresy. And, you know, so right. he understood that there's ways to worship that God, there's principles of worship that were set up in the Old Testament that they understood continue through right. the early church. So it didn't necessarily need to be set up again because it was right. it was for them it was very present and very real. So that I think I think that's why we sometimes we don't see so much of the reinforcement in the New Testament because it was just understood this is how right. you worship, right? Um as far as now again, we're kind of mashing together worship and praise because those are two different things. Real different. Very different. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, if we're looking in the Old Testament, we see things like the priesthood, right? And that and that concept, because they were the worship leaders mm-hmm. of the old of the Old Testament, and they facilitated people bringing their offerings. Right. They were that intercessor between the Lord and the right. people. So, to me, when we're talking about New Testament worship leading, we're actually talking about priesthood. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So you got me thinking here. <laughs> okay. So. I think one of, besides Jesus out of John 4, talking about worshiping him in spirit and truth, yeah. one of the most, I don't know, pointed areas I believe that the New Testament gives instruction in about worship mm-hmm. could potentially be Romans 12. Yes. You know, offer yourself uh-huh. as a living sacrifice. Yes. You know, holy, acceptable to God. Now you're talking worship. You yes. Know, now we're talking... How does a worship leader lead in that? Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, how do they you do this? You can call yourself a worship leader right. and only lead praise, which is singing, instruments, dancing, you know, so you're musicians. A song leader. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a praise praise leader. Praise leader. Right? Yes. And you can do that and you can you could even be very anointed in that cuz oh, the yeah. Lord anoints gifts. Absolutely. Right? He anoints people. He loves praise. Yeah, he loves yeah. it. It's very powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have whole teaching on that. Oh, yeah. But um it's I've not heard. it's not <laughs> it's not lower. You know, it's different than yes. worship. Worship is your life as a sacrifice. Worship right. is the posture of your heart. Worship is the attention of your your focus and your soul, right? So you can you can call yourself a worship leader and only lead in praise. Right. And but that's not bad. In, and that's not bad. Right. But to actually lead people in worship requires what you just said. Present your life oh. as a living sacrifice that is actually so oh something has to die in a sacrifice worship but, uh, requires death <laughs> oh geez now we went there so worship leaders are actually death people <laughs> worship leaders are people who bring themselves to the altar in front of everybody and lay themselves there oh geez they that's don't have actually to be, worship leaders. they don't have to be drug kicking and screaming well sometimes the lord drags them there but no yeah, yeah. i mean so the heart Present of a real, la- uh, the heart of a true <laughs> worship leader is somebody that brings themselves to the altar. Absolutely. 
Oh, see, you're yeah. answering some of my questions oh, here. Good. You're helping me. I know. Uh, a lot. It's, it's it takes a, rough a lot. Subject. It, yes. I know. Yes. People don't want to talk about this subject. No. And by the way, praise is a great thing too. Like we praise don't. We're not awesome. like it's. You know, God, I mean, God says He inhabits. Oh yeah. The praise of it. It's like, hey, you want God here? This praise is, a good is powerful. Thing, it's how know? God executes His will on the earth. Right. Actually. So here I look at praise and Him inhabiting our praise, mm-hmm. but. A sacrifice, he's actually consuming. Consuming. <laughs> like he's not just coming in and being around it. Right. He's taking it in. Yes. Oh man, we just went to the deep end. Worship is where you become one. Oh, wait a minute now. With him. Yeah. What kind of the, worship? That's, <laughs> yeah, what kind of worship leading is that? And that's an individual. That is the most personal place. You can be with the Lord. Praise, praise is powerful. And you can you can operate in praise and the Lord honors his word. He comes and dwells and he inhabits and he and he does he does powerful things. He does miracles. Mm-hmm. He does all of those things happen in that power realm of praise. And you as an individual, you can just be in that atmosphere mm-hmm. and receive the you feel the presence of the Lord. Yes. You receive a touch from God. Right, you 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 feel the power of God, all of that, but that is very different than then stepping into a place of face to face worship, where it's just you and Him, and something in you gets laid on the altar, and you leave changed. Those are very very different things. You leave consumed by Him. Yeah, you know, people might not realize this, but when we sit to talk about podcasts and things there's you know and i'll send you some questions vague that but we don't actually discuss this this is <laughs> they don't mind to realize that but um we don't get into the depth of the discussion but some of the things you're talking about right now when we're talking about you know god actually us becoming yeah you know him taking us in mm-hmm. we haven't talked about that at all actually mm-hmm. uh, and uh, i believe that that's uh, that Holy Spirit brought that up just now because I think there's a uh, a different kind of viewpoint of worship that people need mm-hmm. about it and it's becoming uh, part of your God, <laughs> you know, yeah. becoming one with Him yeah. and uh, and willingly bringing your life sacrificially to Him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually believe there might be a heck of one, one or two worship leaders might actually listen to this podcast <laughs> and they need to understand that mm-hmm. because it can be so confused with the, the song leading or right. the praise leading or, right. you know, that kind of component of it, mm-hmm. which are not bad. They're right. essential actually, yeah. I think in the, in, in the church, cause I think mm-hmm. they help create an atmosphere for people to recognize that God's there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, praise I mean, is essential come. to an, a, oh, yeah. a living church. Right. Praise is uh, God designed praise. Yes. So that is not that again. And that's why it's sometimes um, praise and worship kind of get like, well, which one's better or which one's oh, higher, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like, it, that's not, that's not it. It's they're right. very different things. We combine them a lot. Right. We just yeah, kind of mash them into. It's easy one to thing. say worship and praise. Yeah, praise right? and it's worship. Praise and worship. Yeah. worship <laughs> yeah, it's just but easy to very, say it. Very different. Yeah, they're yeah, and one completely requires a giving of yourself. Yes. Uh, which is a whole different aspect. Mm-hmm. So you have a worship leader because mm-hmm. we're back to interviewing the worship leader. <laughs> 
who's trying to, in some cases, just lead people, not just, I don't mean that yeah. in a lesser way, but lead people into a praise time mm-hmm. so that they're offering sacrifices acceptable before God that he will come and inhabit, just like the Bible tells us. Yeah. But you're actually pointing them also toward true worship yeah. and them sacrificially bringing their life to him. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different, that's a whole different level. Yeah. But, you know, one's kind of receiving, the other one's really giving. And that's got to be some heavy lifting for a worship leader, unless you just ignore that and just concentrate on the praise part of your worship. Yeah. And praise, you, can. you know, thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll leave it at that, I think. That'd be a good place <laughs> to leave it with some worship people. But uh, so, um, oh, you hear my notes to you now. Back to that. Okay. What, um, what would happen if there weren't worship leaders? <laughs> That's a good question. I know. Yeah. What I do mean, you think? What would be the outcome of that? That's a weird question. It's so strange. Uh, there are places that don't. That don't do that. I mean, so they, they don't, don't worship? Yeah, or praise. I mean, some places don't believe in singing our instruments. And so church, right? without a worship leader, it's impossible to praise and worship? I think it's difficult to do anything in a in a group setting without a leader. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's all. I mean, yeah. and really that is the function right. of... Of a praise right. of worship leaders. They're, just the, they're like, the guide. They're we're the gonna, tour we're guide. We're just going <laughs> to pull everyone in. This is where right. we're going. We're doing this we're doing uh-huh. this at this time. That's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a leadership position Yes, that functions in that so, capacity. So I'm going to ask you another question. <laughs> Not part of my questions okay. here, okay? But can't that get kind of frustrating at times for a worship leader? What? Like if people don't respond. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I get, yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long journey for me. I would get so frustrated. I get like almost border, I would say borderline angry at the congregation because I'm like, God is here. Do you uh-huh. not like, is he not important to you? Like, what is the. <laughs> no, wait a Why do I have to convince you? You're a Christian. You say you believe I'm going to knock over my You're getting excited. You're passionate about this. But like, this. you're a Christian. Uh-huh. You, God saved your life. You know, he's done all these things for you. We come to church intentionally, I think maybe. And I still have to convince you to open your mouth and sing or lift your hands or somehow engage. To me, that is the most like mind boggling thing. It's like going to a restaurant and the waiter sitting there having to convince you to eat. Like, it's like, why did you come here? Well, some restaurants. <laughs> it's so weird to me. For me, if I went to Taco Bell, that waiter would definitely have to convince me. <laughs> now, it's good Pastor David's not here today because he'd be like reaching across trying to strangle me because he loves Taco Bell. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, no, it's I, like, I you know, you go into a steakhouse and it's like you could have as much steak as you, like the best steak you want. Yeah. And then you're just like, mm, I don't know. I'll just have and a they potato. Have to like, and the, they're like, the chef has to come out and be like, no, it's really good. Just try it. Just take a bite. Just do something. Take a sip of water. Maybe that'll get your appetite going. And they're uh-huh. just like, mm, I, I don't know if I feel like that. And it's like, why did you come? So that's, that's how that can be pretty frustrating for a <laughs> that's leader. That's how it can feel sometimes. You know, really? and it's like so earlier on. 
<laughs> earlier, in my way back. We're talking weeks ago. <laughs> yes, weeks right. ago. <laughs> I would get really frustrated, and it, I think it, you know, I'm sure it came out too in the way that I tried to lead. And so the Lord had to really bring me. It's still frustrating. I'm not going to lie, but um, I've got I've grown a little bit to understand. Yeah. That it is not actually not my job to convince oh, them to worship. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Because it sounds like if you get frustrated by something, you feel like you were responsible for something that you didn't accomplish. Oh, yeah. It can completely feel that way as a worship leader. Like if you don't have a, quote, good worship service, you feel like you failed. Oh. Yeah. And you failed in front of hundreds of people. Oh, so then it is... Um somebody putting on a show. It's not putting sort. on a show. It's just having an expectation of what you are supposed to be able to do. That is, mm. um, I believe is put on a lot of worship leaders because of our Christian culture. It's like, it should go this way. It should be, you know, the song should be the right songs. They should be smooth transitions. It should hit the right emotional notes. Oh, it should go, you know, these directions. <laughs> and if it doesn't do those things, and if everyone doesn't feel like uh, at the end of the time, like they had an encounter with the Lord that you failed as worship. Now, no one's actually probably saying that, although some people say interesting things. And in the Bible, it's very specific about that. <laughs> that is the responsibility of a worship leader in the New but Testament. But in our culture, it is set up that way, right? Yes. Like this is what this is what a worship leader does. And if it doesn't get there, it's because they failed. And so you can, I've I had a lot of services where I walked off just feeling like, man, I just failed that. And maybe this is not. So did you, at that time, <laughs> this is a hard question, but yeah. at that time, did you forget that those people that are joining a worship service, they are responsible to bring their worship. You're a guide, but you can't make them bring I their think worship it's like and praise. Any leader who really has a heart to lead people, you feel like if if you could be a little bit more anointed, if your words could be a little bit more skillful, if you had a little bit more skill or or anointing or um relational capital or any of those things that you can you can motivate people to stay from, to step from where they are into where God wants them to be, which is actually what leaders do, right? They actually motivate and inspire and to, to get people to actually move from, from one place to another. Um, it's just not, it's just that you cannot guarantee that. Well, Jesus, must you have can been be a so great disappointed. <laughs> Don't you think you he can was be the really disappointed? And le- you know, and people will still refuse to move. And so that for me, it was just understanding, coming to the realization of what was my responsibility hmm. and what wasn't and what was on people and what was on the Lord. Like what, what's God's responsibility in this? What's the people's responsibility in this? What's my responsibility? And so lo- being able to like discern those and kind of right. divide those out a little bit really helped. So a worship leader definitely has responsibility. Yes. Because if they come not prepared mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that preparation, right. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to happen that day, that night that, you know, prior to that, it, I'm going to guess their whole life should have been a preparation. Right. If they're walking with God, mm-hmm. I, I get that, mm-hmm. but prepared uh, to be yielded to Holy spirit mm-hmm. and also have some skills, yeah. you know, so, you know, that yes. there's somewhat understanding this mm-hmm. and discerning, like mm-hmm. not just coming with an agenda, and not tapping into the agenda of Holy Spirit, right? 
in worship because that's a whole nother thing. Because if you're going to worship God in spirit and in truth, Mm -hmm. there's this little spirit (laughs) thing going on that, you know, that guy, and he's also has to be a component of it. You have to get into him. He is the Lord of the church, right? He is leading. And so really the worship leader should be the first follower. You should be the first one that is following Holy Spirit. I don't think I've ever heard you say that. Really? It's good. Rose thought it was good oh, behind the camera. She's taking she notes because like, uh, she's getting ready to step into some new places. So oh. she's like, okay. So there, you're kind of a worship <laughs> follower leader. Absolutely. And worship leaders, like all leaders in the church, must be servant leaders. Yeah. So if they lose the servant part, they're not qualified really to be a, a, a worship leader. If you are... Yes, if you are not willing to serve, you do not understand worship. Oh. That's the I mean, there's <laughs> yeah. that's how God views worship is sacrifice, serving and relationship. Actually, scripturally. Right. There's that's how he defines worship. So, right. you can lead praise, but if you don't understand serving, if you don't understand sacrifice, and you're not willing to be in relationship, you don't understand worship. So, let me ask you you have a leader, you have a worship leader who doesn't understand worship, mm-hmm. but they're really good at praise. Mm-hmm. Can people like take that praise aspect and kind of write it into worship? Yeah, I think the congregation they have the ability they can take to do it, that. They can take it into a place of worship. Mm-hmm. The congregation can take it past the place of the worship leaders. They uh, should leadership huh? or experience even they should, yeah. but right. Would you say that that should be like the ultimate goal of the church is that it can, they get, you know, they get initiated by a leader, Yes. but then they go beyond because of their hearts, not to pass the leader up, not to no. be better than the leader. The whole you know. goal of worship <laughs> leading is to facilitate the people's worship. That Well, that's what it should be. Right. It should not be to provide worship. For the church. Yes. It should be to set the table, to provide mechanisms, right? We have musicians, we have singers that are going to help lead, but only to engage the congregation. And then they really, it's their worship. That's, you know, and, and, the, and the worship leader is part of the congregation, so they can bring their worship too. But oh. that's, that's what it should be. It should be the congregation. There's like this swell that happens and they actually start to affect even the direction of where it's going, you know, the focus of things. And and if we're truly operating like a New Testament church where people are bringing their own songs, hymns, spiritual songs, admonishing and teaching one another through their praise, through their worship, they're affecting people. They're affecting one another. There's hmm. inspiring faith. There's things that come out of the congregation. It becomes this flow, this stream that happens that sometimes the worship leader is just like, okay, we're going here now. And they're, but they're still helping facilitate it. Yeah. So you're saying it's not a good idea for us pastors to sit in the green room and wait for the worship to ascend to a great place. <laughs> and, and then the presence of God is there waiting for me to bring my wonderful <laughs> gift of speaking. Yeah. Are you saying that? Are I'm you actually saying, saying that? I'm I saying mean, the pastor. Saying, oh, he's part of the. Sets. The culture of worship in their house. Ooh. Well, I'm glad no pastors ever listen to this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, they get, you know, our pastors would listen to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're, they're worshipers. Those, they're worshipers first. They're they worship leaders. 
They yeah. lead in worship. They yeah, stand yeah, and yeah. lead in worship. It's kind of interesting. Our pastor, Pastor Pat, he mm-hmm. always says, hey, you know, my pastor job might leave, but my worship, it, you know, and not worship leading necessary, right. but my... Right. Although I think everyone should be a leader in worship mm-hmm. at some, I mean, you have to be a leader in worship right. privately before yep. God mm-hmm. or else you won't, because a leader, like I said, knows how to serve. Yes. They also know how to serve themselves up. Right. Right. So <laughs> exactly. When, yes. You know what I'm saying here? Uh-huh. We're back to Romans 12. But the, um, but they know how to, uh, because they know how to serve, they, that leader component of them, when they come to worship God yeah. right there it's natural to mm-hmm. to serve him mm-hmm. it's and it's natural to uh show that to people mm-hmm. how that works well uh, it's an overflow of the rest of your life right right that's the that's the right. thing is that um worship should not be something that happens for an hour on a Sunday or a half an hour it, it is uh it's an overflow it is who you are it should be who you uh-huh. are all the time uh-huh. and that is such a small sliver really of our worship life with the Lord is what happens in a church service. You just reminded me of a, there was a song. I have no idea what it was, but it was, I, but I'm going to get the sense of it because you know how I am with songs that are really weird, but there's that I, but the sense of it was, I worship you from an overflow of love Mm. in my life. Do you know which one I'm kind of thinking that way, which reminds me. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk to worship, you as a worship leader, okay. and it's just to let people in on this, okay. was we were in a, uh, I'm going to say a core group meeting uh, a while back. And in that meeting, there were several worship leaders in that meeting. Okay. And uh, something was said, we were discussing something where God is bringing our church here in the near future. And you and the other worship leaders in there immediately went to a song. <laughs> like you were like, I don't know if you remember this, but okay, you were like, uh-uh. you were like, oh yeah, that song would be great with this. And it just dawned on me at that moment that worship leaders think in terms of songs, worship music, including worship, right? right? right. But it's your mindset is a worship mindset. It's kind of a strange, like, like I said, uh, and this is probably why I have not been, you know, invited into the worship. <laughs> I'm putting in my resume again here publicly on this podcast, and you know, you'll, you know, I'm sure if you come this Sunday, I'll be leading worship <laughs> with my vast talents. But you know what I'm saying? It struck me that worship leaders think that way. Like you're actually thinking in terms of, oh, it, you were, we were actually discussing a time with God, an actually yeah. a very serious time mm-hmm, with God, mm-hmm. and you were like. Yes, I could see that being promoted or prodded. Yeah. By this, yes. by this worship, by this. It was a song, uh-huh. but it was also worship. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is odd to me. Is it? <laughs> okay. Well, it's not completely odd because I know w- music and worship and songs and prayer, they have such an impact on people, right? I mean, right. you see songs impact people to do. Uh huh all sorts of stuff in life, right? Right, And they, they use it to express their life to every, I mean, it's so, a God put us that in us mm-hmm. and uh, it, you can't really remove it. It's just part of your, it's part of your nature actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting to me, worship leaders, you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and girls and uh, ladies, you think that way. Yeah. Well, it's our mechanism of leading because if you think about what, what a song does during a service, it is number one, hopefully uniting people where they're all saying the same thing, right? They're professing something together as a congregation. Mm. It's a profession of faith that's set to music. 
But that's why uh, I do think that way in songs is like, oh, this song captures what we believe wants God wants to do in our house. Yes. And if we can get everyone to be professing that and bringing their faith and declaring that to one another, that's powerful. Right. Um, yes. And it's also how you teach people. We, we actually are teaching people through the songs Absolutely. that we bring into our, into Repetition. our house. They're learning who God is. They're learning doctrinal things or mm-hmm. maybe false doctrines sometimes. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> but the, that is how people learn is through songs. So if we're like trying to get them to understand, you know, what um, revival is, then right. the, if there's a song that captures that, it's a method, right. but it's a very powerful way because people remember music. It does capture their emotions, right? which would be um, not wise to disregard that part of the praise experience. The praise and worship experience yeah. has an emotional component, which can bring people into something, which actually can bring people into a place of faith, which yes. is a weird thing. So I guess, that, yeah, I do think that way a lot of like what songs are, have like the breath of God in them for this time that he, and our, our partner with what he wants to do, where we actually begin to declare in our house what he wants to do. And we do that together. I think that's why. That's great. The, hmm. yeah. So, you know, speaking yourself in songs, spiritual hymns, all that thing, you know, the there's such a big component, like you said, of, in that process of especially praise. I'm going to say, mm-hmm. um, where you're actually rehearsing the hopefully the word of God. Matter yeah, of fact, right. that's one of the things I've seen in church because I've been mm-hmm. around church for a little while now, mm-hmm. and you know, half a century almost. And yeah. I've seen that in not not just our church, although we do tend to, you know, uh, most churches do this. But some there's a time sometimes when we get away from actually the singing the word. Mm-hmm. There's a major component of singing the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, matter of fact, because I know we're getting close to, I'm just going to say it, we're getting yeah. close to wrapping up, but I want to continue. And and so we're sure. whenever we, I, we're just going to keep going here yep. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's a component of, of, of uh, singing the word that helps us. Yes. It helps build but faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's so obvious, but um, there's a, a singing that many times in praise, mm-hmm. which I think then starts to bring you possibly into places of worship. Right. Um, you you tend to be, start to believe it, mm-hmm. actually, right on the spot. This, mm-hmm. is the corp, this is the power of corporate worship and mm-hmm. praise. This is also the importance of a worship leader, right? Because right. they're bringing people into that place where corporately you can actually believe together. Yes. Right? And mm-hmm. so that singing component of it, and especially when you're singing the word or at least the principles that are in the word. Mm-hmm. When we get, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit more, because sometimes we sing things that are not really in the word. Mm-hmm. And really, may sometimes have very little to do with God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For that matter, it's mm-hmm. more about us mm-hmm. um, and how we feel. Mm-hmm. I know that was a tough. <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough uh, uh, time there, but it's yeah. it's true. Mm-hmm. It's actually true. I wanted to talk about that. Yeah, I yes, and that is um, so. Looking at like okay, looking at the Psalms, right? Yes, there's a lot of places where David's like, "This is what's going on with my soul." This is where I am, right? And those are in the Bible for a reason. So mm-hmm. I I do believe that there is a place in our um, praise expression for some of that, right? But 
it can't stay there. <laughs> I think there are times when it's like, Lord, you know, I'm, I'm struggling with this or mm-hmm. I'm like, um, I'm walking through this, but I know you're with me, right? There always mm-hmm. has to be like that faith declaration. Mm-hmm. So I'm not opposed to that right? in a song or, you know, whatever, but I believe that more powerfully is yes, I may be here, but I'm fixing my eyes on you and they're, and then taking it to the place of you are worthy of my attention. I'm mm-hmm. taking my eyes off of myself, fixing it on you, giving you the um, adoration, the praise, the honor, the glory that you're worthy of. And all of those things fall away. Sometimes I think we try to fix our problems by singing about them. And <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting comment. And yeah. instead of, um, taking, allowing the Lord and bringing ourselves to the place of going beyond Mm. temporary, stepping into the eternal. And then you get a glimpse of him and it's all about him. And all of those things, they fade, they fade away. And you leave there knowing that regardless of what happens, there's an eternal purpose. There's an eternal security. There's an eternal relationship. There's an eternal, um, life that you have that transcends any temporary Mm -hmm. circumstance. And I believe that's one of the gifts of actual true worship is that it transcends the temporary and takes us into the eternal place with him. It's interesting. You say that Mm -hmm. as a worship leader, Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I focused a lot on the new Testament, but I'm going to jump really quick into the old Testament because for me, when I think of worship, I actually think of this thing, the tabernacle in the Bible, mm-hmm. okay, the tabernacle in the wilderness, if yeah. you will, um, and the purposes behind it. Mm-hmm. It's all worship. Mm-hmm. It's all worship mm-hmm. in one form or another. Yes, it's very indicative. Uh, it's a, sh- a, a type and a shadow in so many ways of so many things that are coming uh, and have now arrived in many ways. Um, not all of them, but most of them. Um, and it's all this worship procession, if you will. And when something you were just saying now is about, even in that, even back then when it was being demonstrated, yeah. in the the beginning of it, as you approach the tabernacle, you're coming, you know, now you're dealing with the blood for your sins mm-hmm. on the, you know, the sacrifice that's going on the altar. Right. And then the washing, uh, you know, of the water out, mm-hmm. you know, in the, in the, uh, uh, water labor, and mm-hmm. those are like soul things mm-hmm. also. There's very soulish in so many ways. Right. And then you're moving into this more spiritual place, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, where there is the word and there's, you know, the Holy Spirit, the mm-hmm. light shining on the word and shining on that one little interesting component of the tabernacle, the tabernacle of God. This is us coming, once again, living sacrifice coming into him. Yes. Now we're coming into him and in that, and he brings us to that place, that worship place, Mm -hmm. right? That's what's there, that altar of incense Mm -hmm. where things are burnt up, where they're, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, sacrifice that's pleasing unto him. It's in his nostrils, if you will, he's Uh taking it in. And that altar actually gets the opportunity because it's a mobile altar altar in so many ways that goes into it goes in the incense goes into the holiest it goes into the place of god where now 
it's just God. <laughs> there's it. no, there's no, there's nothing else. There's nothing else. And uh, that whole, so for me, when I think of worship, I actually think of that. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, I'm going to say, even though it's been a long time, most of the time when I worship, I think that I think of that procession in and mm-hmm. and then Him, just yeah. Him. Right. And so, um, what a task for worship leaders to bring people from that place of focused on themselves out in the world. I mean, as you're walking up to the tabernacle, there's a lot of stuff running around Mm -hmm. out there. There's people happening and there's a lot, you know, and then you're walking in the sacrifice area, there's a lot of screaming and yelling going on. It's (laughs) it's crazy, all right? And then, and then there's, then he's starting to bring into this intimate place. Mm -hmm. And all along the way, he's teaching, Mm -hmm. by the way. He's instructing, he's inspiring, Mm -hmm. he's showing himself and then, you're in, you're in him. Right. And in him, we live and move and have our being. It's in him. And so the, all of those nice, wonderful little things we say <laughs> scripturally, mm-hmm. they actually have a serious uh, connotation and meaning with him, yeah. like in our ultimate place. And um, and then you have the church, and then you have this corporate mm-hmm. body that a worship leader like you is responsible for at some small point in time of taking this wild and crazy mayhem mm-hmm. <laughs> and bringing people into this just this touch of the glory of God yes like just this place of like you know hey you can touch into there I actually believe there'll be a time okay now we're going there'll be a time when the Lord returns he's coming for a glorious church mm-hmm. without spot or wrinkle I believe that's a church and I don't know how that looks. I don't even, it sounds impossible to me personally, but where that whole church is in a place of worship. Yes. And that's what he's coming for. Mm-hmm. Like that's when he can come and not just inhabit the praise of his people, but his people, the glorious church can inhabit, be one with, if yes. you will, him. Yeah. And what what a privilege and what a assignment for a worship leader mm-hmm. to actually point people to that mm-hmm. because you can just run around and keep keep people out in the you know the place of sacrificing and right. the the stuff right you can actually also bring them into the holy place and just keep them there too mm-hmm. which is not bad it's a great place but to bring them into the holiest of holies with god right, right. what an assignment yeah how do you it do is. that? <laughs> I wish I knew if there was like a, a formula <laughs> to do that, but there isn't because it is such an individual. I think believe, like stepping from bringing yourself to the altar of incense and stepping into the holies, like that's the holy of holies. Like that's a that's an individual decision because that's that's willing to leave everything else behind, you know. And so my. My hope as a worship leader is to inspire people to want to go there, to be willing to let go and step in. And so I endeavor to do that myself in front of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a little bit messy. Oh, it can times. be really messy, huh? But I also believe that, and this is why I was saying that the the pastor has so much to do with this because um, you can have a very anointed worship leader and they actually lead in worship. But if the people aren't taught what worship is, 
They're not taught praise. They're not taught holiness. They're not taught the fear of the Lord. They won't know how to get there. And so I believe that there is um, unreally understanding worship and really understanding how to live a life of worship is is um, a church mandate that can't just be on a worship leader. You know, it's interesting because going back to that Old Testament, you know, view of it too, yeah. back then there was a priest. Mm-hmm. He went in. Mm-hmm. Everybody didn't go in. Right. Everybody was left outside actually, you know. Um, but such a difference in the New Testament mm-hmm. because now everyone's invited in. Yes. Not everyone... Oh, I'm going to say it. Not everybody's welcome in because of life, right? Uh, or relationship with him, right. or uh, you know, uh, yeah, mostly relationship with him. Once the relationship's there, then the possibility is mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. and you're you're beckoned in. But to be welcomed in is a whole different thing because it requires the sacrifice, right? And we're living sacrifices, so. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go in <laughs> without that, mm-hmm. and so the, to me, uh, worship leaders and the church, like I said, it's not on just a worship leader. And the mm-hmm. church has such a responsibility to, like, like you said, really well. They have the whole church has a responsibility to uh, come to grips and receive and accept what true praise and true worship really is all about and it is something has to be taught uh expected there Mm -hmm. should be an expectation Mm -hmm. um requirement Mm -hmm. if you will Mm -hmm. without that you can have a really nice church with a lot of nice people doing a lot of nice songs yeah and it can sound great actually (laughs) and there might be people weeping and all that you can have a lot of great stuff going on Mm -hmm. And still not get there. Yep. Like there was nobody there, no worship leader there, whatever form they take, pastor or worship leader, yeah. to bring people there, right. to to require that of people. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus, they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. There's mm-hmm. not a, if you feel like this, there's the, this is not a, there's like a commandment. This is like a, you know, this is, this is the law, yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, right. I know we're not under the law. <laughs> oh, wait, we, we are. are. We're under the law of <laughs> spirit <laughs> life. <laughs> Christ Jesus made us free from the law of sin and death, but mm-hmm. it did not make us free from the law of Christ. That's right. And so we have a, there's this major requirement on you worship leaders. You guys got your, you got your, you know, jobs, you know, that's a lot cut out for you there. It's, and, yeah. <laughs> I, and, and to just tag onto what you're saying, mm-hmm. spirit and truth, we can really tap into the spirit part and forget the truth part. What? And that is a requirement. If you're going to lead in worship, you better understand what the truth is. You better have a relationship with the word or you will be leading people into error. And that's the other side. That's the other side of it. So it's, there's, you know, you can be very anointed, very, um, uninhibited and flowing with Holy spirit. But if you do not have a relationship with the word, if you are not ingesting the word, if you don't understand what the truth is, you will lead people eventually into error. Well, I'm going to redo a, a, a scripture right now. Just re undo <laughs> it and redo it in the Bob flavor. So okay. you mean, um, many will say they've sung great songs in my name and, 
and worshiped great things in my name. And I just say, depart from me. What? No. <laughs> he wouldn't do that. That's only for those profiting people and uh-huh. those uh, uh, great good. worship experiences that made people feel good and never brought transformation. Yeah. Ouch. I know. You just went deep there. I, I mean, it's rough. okay. I'm going to go back to my questions here for you because I don't, well, we may finish some of these, we but sh- maybe not. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, some of these we could. We'll try. We'll finish this someday. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Look at all these questions. I can't believe. I know. So yeah. Questions. So. <laughs> Yeah, we I think we talked about some of these like what happens when you don't get the response, you know, like that's a Yeah. That's painful on your soul, then you have to get your soul out of it. Yep. So your worship leader has to kill themselves first. Yeah. Oh man. You cannot look so. for validation. Through <laughs> 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 the responses of people. <laughs> you will just be then you're following them. Oh. Does a worship Oh, this is a good one for you. This is a good. <laughs> does a worship service ever turn out like you imagined? Sometimes. It actually does? Sometimes. Wow. Sometimes there's, sometimes better because what I love is when other people in the congregation bring their gift, they bring their worship, and it's actually better than what hmm. I had perceived. Oh, so they bring you along. Yes, and I love that. Oh. That is like, to me, uh, um, my favorite times of worship are when people engage. I think that's actually a leader thing. Totally, mm-hmm. right? Well, like mm-hmm. most leadership things, and someday yeah. we'll talk about leadership on this podcast, but then we have a little bit, and yeah. I think there's a lot more that has to go on with that. But I think a leader, part of their uh, reward, if you, I don't even know if you call it a reward, whatever yeah. happens that's good, mm-hmm. is they get wowed mm-hmm. by what actually happens. Yeah. Like, but, like you, you have an expectation um, and a place where you think you're going, and it goes way past yeah. that. And yeah. that is such a good thing. It is. That's a good answer, Liz. It's, it's great. <laughs> you should take up worship leading, I'm yeah. thinking. You know? <laughs> I'll try I have out. other questions for you. Um, so talk to me about the emotional side of worship. Mm. See, like I'm kind of taken by um, it also in this question is like a couple of parts that go with this. It's, it's toward God and toward people, you know, like what it uh, the emotional side of worship to me. It seems to me as though worship, eh, worship praise can manipulate people. Oh yeah, emotionally. Oh, you know totally. what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Now I don't want to bu- have a bunch of people become like you know skeptics and what are they doing? You know, because that can happen. To <laughs> I get that right? Because I got to believe, especially in our church, because the people are listening to us, they should come to our church because they'll experience God and. <laughs> He does hang out with our worship for some reason. Uh-huh. I mean, he likes that sometimes. And so, but um, I believe that sometimes with worship, with praise, I'm going to say more. Okay, with praise, that there's a it can be led to a place. There's uh, I hate to use that word manipulate, but it is. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you know brought by mm, now. See, I'm not a worship guy, right? So. Well, I'm a worship guy, but I'm not a singing guy. I don't do the singing. I don't do the music thing. I don't, you know, that's an E minor. Right. Is there right. an E minor? Yeah, that's probably yeah, an E yeah. minor. Okay. <laughs> so, um, but I uh, sense music and I sense worship uh-huh. and I sense praise. I get it. There's something that hits me. Okay. I yeah. don't know how to put these in the yeah. real words for you guys, but there's a component of sound. 
uh-huh. that's very um, emotional and it can bring you to a place. Yeah, it's soulish. You know it's soulish. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly that. Mm-hmm. And and so, which we know soul is a part of. That's a part of a, who you are. Right? right. I mean, it's not like that's bad. It's right. like, it can be, but it can be people are only waiting for that mm-hmm. or else they can't have worship. Mm-hmm. Or they're only waiting for that or there's no, uh, God's not there. Mm-hmm. Right. They're waiting for that feeling. You hear what I'm saying? And feelings are awesome and great. And everybody likes those things. And it's, they're wonderful. God made us, right? It's right. part of who we are. What do you do with that as a worship leader? <laughs> like, how do you not manipulate people? Yeah. You can, oh, I, mean, I just said it, didn't I? I'm sorry. I yeah. I mean, I know I could put together a set that I know if I uh-huh. put these together and I wait this amount of time in between and we hit this no and they really connect to the, I know there's certain songs our congregation really likes. I know that. And so I know that I could put together a set and people will be like, that was amazing. Cause I know it will, it will bring their soul to a place. And guess what? I don't have to have any anointing to do that. <laughs> Just like a good preacher. Good preacher can right? do that to get easily. Up preach, uh, easily pop, yes. They can bring people's emotions along and bring them to a place and they're cheering and, Right, and they don't have to actually be partnering with Holy Spirit to do that. It's a gift. It's a gift on them, or it's part of what they've learned in their experience. So, worship leaders can do the same exact thing. You can hit all the right emotional chords that can that convince people. You that push the right buttons. Is that what you're saying? Experience. You push the right buttons, in other words. On yeah, people. and you know what? That like, and it's and it flows really well. And I'm not saying you know. I don't think there's anybody that I know that's mm-hmm. like maliciously trying to manipulate no, 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 the crowd no. <laughs> or anything. But what I am saying is you can definitely lead a worship service mm. and not actually worship <laughs> and not bring yourself to a place of worship, not be yielded to Holy Spirit, just being reliant on your skill set. And here's the sad part. People will walk away saying that was a really great worship time. That is what I think is. Oh, that sounds a little bit dangerous. It is. It is. Because as worship leaders, I believe that we can allow people to substitute emotional experiences for true worship. In a lot of ways, that's easier. And that's tough because, like you said earlier, it, our emotions, our soul yeah. is a third of us. Right. It's compar- part of it that God does Absolutely. relate to, is part of, people are part of this, God's part of this. It it can't be, it's not, uh, it, you can't be divorced from exactly. it, even though ultimately, well, I actually believe even when we go into pure worship before God, mm-hmm. well, if we're bringing ourselves a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. then even our emotions are totally. And your body. And your body. Right? Yes. I mean, it's, it's all it's coming. It's all person. going together. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that, that's a, that's an interest. That's a rough one. Mm-hmm. That's a rough one because yeah, remember like, I know I know this wonderful preacher, great man of God, loves Jesus, and he told me he said that to me once. He said, "You know, I can preach a great anointed message without God." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's and I'm like, <gasps> that sounds scary, right. and 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 it's but it's true right. because you can tap into the emotional component, and people will believe that's God. Right. Uh, you know, there's the other thing too about God. God is able to go beyond us. He can do that, actually. Yes. We shouldn't just like rely on that all the time. Right. Because then I think as a leader, we're really, um, 
we're abandoning our responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. that's when, when I was talking about understanding what your responsibility is, yeah. what God's responsibility is, what the individual's responsibility Because there are people who will come into even a really terrible worship time, like praise time, and they're completely locked in to the Lord. Like it doesn't matter if like the songs are ho- horrible, if the transitions uh-huh. are awful. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter if I'm like in rebellion <laughs> to the Lord right. as I'm leading. Like God, if they're hungry, God will meet them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like he does what he does. But m- did I fulfill my responsibility as a leader? No. And I can't say, oh, because that person got met, that it's okay for me to operate in this place. Oh, reckless. Right. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. just, that doesn't, their experience does not mm-hmm. validate my character or my lack of preparation or my lack of. And so there's all these weird places we can get to like, well, as long as people are crying, right. you know, that We're means good. I did a good job. A good and then job, meanwhile, right. like my life is totally off with God and I'm, mm. you know, not in the word. And it's like, and I can, and I can feel like now, well, as long as people are having good emotional experiences, I don't, I can still operate this so way. So you relegated it to that. Yeah. It's kind it's of the flesh, this, huh? You know, it's just, it's That's weird. a strange Leadership place. Is weird. Leadership is strange that way. And worship uh, leadership has got to be even stranger on so many levels. Um, yeah, I just think about all everything you've just been saying. It's making me a little crazy I sitting know. here. I know. Um, but Sorry. the, yeah, it's, it works out <laughs> <laughs> that way. But yeah, the, um, wow. You've given me a lot to think about, worship leader. Um, good luck. You know, that. good luck. It's <laughs> now I'm so, my brain hurts. I just, poof, you know, it blew up. But um, do you have anything, last words to say before we uh, say goodbye to everybody? Hmm. I don't anything know, like this is a tough, I know. Like, how do people become worship leaders in their life? They have to learn to worship, learn what worship actually is, hmm. and learn how to bring that into your own life. If you can't worship in your own life, Please don't try to lead other people into it because <laughs> you will just derail them and yourself. And uh-huh. it's just, it, it leads to a lot of shipwreck. I believe, you know, it's wow. like if things get out of order and we place the public platform way ahead of any of our private ministry to the Lord is just a recipe for failure. So I think anybody who's grounded in their personal life with the Lord, they can lead in a lot of really great ways. So you as a worship leader, or a priest or priestess, depending on what you want to call yourself at the mm-hmm. time, on a altar. Yeah. And that altar is not just an altar of sin and death, that right. kind of thing. Right. It's actually an altar of worship. Yes. And how to remember that all the time while you're worshiping, while you're leading in worship, that you're actually your your function in the church is to be that for lack of better words, priest, mm-hmm. much like our Lord is a priest, and uh, leading into that place, mm-hmm. bringing people in that place, and not be satisfied, like you say, by the emotional yeah. component, which looks great, but it has has no there's no tangible component to that. It, it leaves. It's kind of hollow. People, they're done. Yeah. Like, okay, well, that was a great worship service. Right. Well, that's just like when people come away from a great preaching service that they don't remember anything of it and it didn't really affect them and it didn't cause them to want to change. Mm-hmm. And everything about church should cause some kind of change. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It is really the the unwillingness to be satisfied by anything less than him. 
that's that's the only way to get to that that holy of holies there's nothing else but him if you need something else in addition to him you won't go there and you won't be able to lead people there so that is the that is the challenge to worship leaders who really want to go to that the throne room the holy place whatever you want to call it you have to be unwilling to be satisfied by anything else I want to leave it right there. Uh, You think about that out there. Thank you for joining us. God bless you and become a true worshiper. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, go to spiritschoolofministry.com.